Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Sports. Sports. Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Randall. We sound like we're in a cave. Yeah. We are recording live from the Grand Canyon this week. Echo, echo, echo. Not a cave, a canyon. That's true. We can record from Crystal Uh, Cave at Sequoia National Park. Ooh. One of 300 caves in Sequoia. Yeah, Jordan was in Sequoia. Oh, we should probably say it's because our mixer broke. Right. And we're recording on a different mic. Yeah, now it's one mic, three people. Yeah. Finally, Jordan finally, about did go time. to Sequoia, which is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Really enjoyed it. Did you it. go all the way up to Sequoia National Park? Did, did you, you go, go all the way? National yes. Forest, the one that's closer. National Park. Okay. <laughs> he went all the way. All right. Did you Did you go all the way? He in went Sequoia? to third base oh, and kept going. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I may have joined the uh, Sequoia Club. Whoa! That means that kind of like the Mile High Club. They're very tall trees. They are very tall. Yeah. They're mostly wide, though. No, that like just means me. that, <laughs> that means that Jordan had sex with a three hundred and fifty year old. That's what the, it means. No, they're they're the chodes of the tree world. No, but no. they have the most volume, though. Oh, I saw yeah, the yeah, largest yeah. tree, the most uh, so volume. The chodes. All right, sports guys, we we sports. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about sports today. Even we though are. I don't know much about sports. Phil, did you catch any games this week? No. I don't know much about sports, and I'm on a podcast about sports. A popular podcast. Yeah. LeBron James Update Watch Update. LeBron James Update Watch Update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. LeBron James. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that sums it up. (laughs) LeBron James plays in first scrimmage. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. That's fun. NBA season coming up quick. It, yeah, it not is. a real game. The annual wine and gold scrimmage took place Wednesday night at Quicken Loans Arena. Do they get drunk and play basketball? No, that's that's wine and gold. The colors, the official colors of the Cavaliers. Oh. The literal wine and gold scrimmage is still held every Columbus Day in the Hamptons, <laughs> in which New York's elite accessorize, socialize, <laughs> and imbibe while watching horses. <laughs> play a riderless version of polo. <laughs> they just call it polo because they're used to it, and they call polo that uses men poor person polo. Uh, if, uh, if I was in that game and someone complained, I would say, do you want some gold with that wine? Oh! <laughs> and then they would feel damn. hurt. LeBron James was welcomed back with roaring cheers as the arena at the arena dubbed The Q. He's been reunited with his old number 23, teammate... Anderson Verjao and crippling depression brought on by the one-two punch of Cleveland's overcast skies and his own seasonal affective disorder. Oh, oh sad. Yeah. However, some things have changed. For instance, Cleveland fans no longer boo him as they did for much of the past four years. Few. Kevin Love, new teammate. I Ooh. bet you he loves him. And <laughs> that was terrible, Joel. That was bad even for you. <laughs> no, I just went for it anyway. And now his entourage complains all the time about the weather. Yeah. Just all the time. Yeah. 
Uh, it was you a great... spoil them when you take them to Miami. That's LeBron. right. That's what yeah. we said when you started. <laughs> they're basically like children who went on vacation for four years. Yeah. And now they're going back and they're just like complaining all the time. Like, oh, we're back in Cleveland, LeBron. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing fun to do in Ohio except Cedar Point, America's roller coast. <laughs> it was a great reaction, was all James would offer. The fans are great. They've always been great. Even when I was gone, they were great. Oh, that's that he's pandering you're so boring now he's like yeah. the Be comedian honest, man. that like goes on stage and like my favorite city is Cleveland we always love playing Cincinnati <laughs> I love that the 80s rock stars and comedians are the same <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Cleveland now I'm gonna tell jokes I think Here's they both the peaked in the 80s that's true it's true um yeah it'd be great if he would just say something edgy yeah yeah nothing uh he finished with 13 points, 2 assists in 19 minutes, and his gold team beat the wine team 66-52, to which is all the more impressive considering LeBron James was the only member of the gold team. Yeah. Wow. LeBron James, update, watch, update. LeBron James, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love you, Cleveland! LeBron James... <laughs> What's yeah. on the show? Uh, let's see. Well, we've got uh, Chris Humphreys is Chris Humphreys yeah. on the show. Sometimes I think that we can't get a guest, like, or a guest falls out the last minute, and Gene just reaches out to Chris, and Chris is there. He wa- He's rebranding himself as somebody who has a TMZ style rag. That's oh, tr- Chris okay. Humphreys. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got. He says he's got the poop. That's what he says. Right. He's got the poop on Hollywood. Yeah. So that's probably what we're in for today. We're probably in for a lot of shit. That's true. <laughs> a lot of shit. All right. We got a weird sportsman. Uh, you're goddamn right. We do. And this time, he's someone you probably won't know. Well, <laughs> Color me intrigued. That's yeah. the pitch. Uh. News, news, news. Oh, we also have a verifiable true facts for hey, yeah, MLB fun. postseason. MLB ah. postseason, which in my opinion, already sucks. Well. Oh. But may be great by the time this actually comes after out. After the facts uh, come out, <laughs> maybe you'll appreciate it a little yeah. more, Joe. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. What do we got this week? Larry Donnell wins in real football. Hey! Semicolon. Loses in fantasy football. Semicolon. Has only himself to blame. Rare oh, double worst. semicolon headline. I am yeah. not sure that was used correctly. Yeah, no, there, was, there wasn't even subheadlines, just more punctuation. That's the word! Two weeks ago, the New York Giants took on their Washington professional football team on CBS's Thursday Night Football. Redskins. With its catchphrase. Less recovery time, more ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, the, the New York Giants exploded to beat Washington 45-14, to 14, and Giants tight end Larry Donnell caught three. Attack Darren! Uh, and it had 45 receiving yards, uh, which is a huge fantasy day for a tight end. He's a tight end. He had a great fantasy day. So if, if you, you get one touchdown out of your tight end... There's that's, a pretty that's decent pretty chance you're going to win based just on So that. if you started Larry Donnell on your team and he scores that many points on Thursday Night Football, it's roughly the equivalent of finding $20 in your pocket. or that That's like $50 in your pocket. $50 in your pocket. That's huge. Or, despite not using any form of birth control, Maury Povich telling you that you're not the father. Oh, I love <laughs> that celebration. Ooh, and then yeah. using that 50 bucks to go outside and get someone to blow your jimmy. 
Yeah, right. Uh, however, Larry Donnell himself did not start Larry Donnell in his fantasy matchup last week. Oh, that's the worst. He has a fantasy football team. He did not. He he was eschewing his own upside for mm. the steadier Vernon Davis of the San Francisco 49ers. Which I mean, a sound decision. Really, you think time, so? But also yeah. a lack of belief in yourself. Yeah, yeah, but definitely a good way to use the word eschewing. Eschewing. Like he probably did it just so he could do that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vernon Davis uh, spent most of the second half of his game on the bench with back spasms, finishing the day with two catches for eight yards. Or in fantasy football parlance, fucking no production from my tight end this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Yikes. Donnell, in fact, would have won his fantasy matchup had he played himself as he ended up losing by 15 points. Ooh, his, painful. His fantasy opponent, Vernon Davis. Oh, no, just shit. <laughs> His team also features Drew Brees, Frank Gore, Anquan Bolden, Mike Wallace, lost by 15 points. However, his performance on Thursday Night Football has changed the mind of one owner, him, and he's going to start himself next week. Phew. Probably going to be be a bad idea. Probably probably not. (laughs) Seriously, I'm not getting any targets? Detroit. How much more frustrated you'd be? (laughs) Not not only is your career sinking, which you'd be like, I can't. I just can't win. Detroit Lions player injured in comical fashion. What? Yes. Now, this is not uh, Stephen Tullock. Yep. Who hurt himself uh, doing a discount double check taunt yep. to Aaron Rodgers. Well, that would be ACL. quite a humorous way to tear an ACL. However, this is Joe Foria, and he missed two steps while chasing his three months old Pomeranian Husky mix, Lil Rufio, around the apartment Wednesday night. Did he name his dog after a character from Hook? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> While bracing for a fall, he put his 265-pound frame on his left foot and sprained his ankle. Yikes. He was about to pee, and I was all like, Come here, you little nugget, Foria said. I think there was some self-censorship there. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he's... Like, nobody speaks like that. To their dog. To their dog. No. He's probably going to say fucker. Yeah. yeah. He's probably going to say, Come here, you little fucker. Or what I would do if I was in my apartment, no one else is around my dog, just like do the action without saying anything out loud. I would just stop the dog. You might talk to the dog. Dogs respond to verbal commands. Do they? Mm-hmm. Not my dog. I scream at things that don't understand. I scream at inanimate objects all the time. So that's because you're a crazy person, like, Joel. Fucking drawer! You're an insane <laughs> human being. You've got anger issues. He says, I wasn't running. I was just chasing him downstairs and I just misstepped and reached with my left foot and it didn't end up well. He joked about the incident on Twitter. Mm-hmm. For his part, Lil Rufio, who has his own Instagram account, was reported mm-hmm. to have barked out to his ailing owner, according to a yet-to-be-identified translator. Uh, he said, I don't know, Dad. I just don't get why you get to potty inside, and I don't. That's what the Instagram said. Wow. His yeah. own Lil Rufio is the dog Maybe man. Maybe he yeah. did say that if he used the word potty for his dog's Instagram. I can imagine that he's the guy would be like, you little nugget. I'm still curious about this name. Uh, did anybody really like Hook that much? I mean, Josephoria. But, but the name your dog after? Well, I mean, it's not Rufio. It's Lil Rufio. It's a little <laughs> scamp. Do you think that if he had a baby sheep, he would name it Euphoria? Because it would be a, a U. It would be a, 
That would be something. I'm so disappointed what? in you, Phil. If they did, you know exactly what you just did. And not only that, but <laughs> somebody loves to... animals so much to call them nuggets, then euphoria we is what he going to have when to he's edit out <laughs> Joel's laughter down from we two minutes to thirty seconds. We can't edit it out because seconds. we're only going through one audio stream well, thanks now. Thanks, fucking love. So he would name it Euphoria. E W E. That's how it's pronounced, oh, Jordan. That's fantastic. I know. It Major would... League Baseball attempts to change common perception about its games. Long, but boring. Huh. <laughs> MLB games averaged over three hours in length for the first time this season. <clears throat> to address this, Commissioner Bud Selig formed the Pace of Game Committee. This was formed to fix the the email, uh, the most common email complaint. The MLB execs face. The kids think we're boring. Yep. Also, the adults who used to be kids think we're boring as well. Sure. Two big problems. People would rather we not play games on Saturdays and Sundays in the fall. Yeah. Yikes. Is this the common email complaints? Typical of the MLB, it took a glacial 145 years for them to realize their game (laughs) needs to be sped up. Yeah. Wow. A long time to even realize they might have a problem with game pace. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I actually sat in on one of those committee meetings. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, they went for about three and a half hours. Right. Uh, it seemed like it could have gone a lot faster, but a lot of times the guy who was speaking would get up and like get some water and sort of circle around his chair before he'd walk back up there, you know, put a little chalk in his hands. Probably and then... adjust himself, adjust his jock. Absolutely. It was just, there was so much of that going on that the meeting wound up going way longer than it needed to. So, so they're testing six air experimental rule changes in the Arizona Fall League. Oh, that was the league last year. They tested uh, instant replay, so this year we could find out just how often umps get it wrong, which turns out is a lot. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> um, so here are some of the rules they got. Okay, they got a batter's box rule. Players will have to always keep one foot in the batter's box unless like one of ten exceptions occur. Okay, <laughs> they have like ten exceptions written in, like oh, if there's a fall ball, you can step out. A pitch forcing you out. If you request time, certainly you can step <laughs> out. A wild pitch. The past ball, you can step out, and the and the rule says, and several others. So in other words, you can just step. You can yeah, step just out. don't worry. You don't need more. Yeah. Pretty much, exactly like it is right. Yeah, now. you yeah, can't yeah. step out, but you can totally step out if you ask. Yeah. Uh, no pitch intentional walks. This is used in softball. No pitch is thrown. The manager just shows four fingers to the umpire, and the batter goes to first. How many? How many intentional walks are there in the court? Like that's gonna save it's like you. one per game. Yeah, like twelve seconds. On yeah. This rule barely beat out uh, the lone pitcher on the committee's suggestion of instead of throwing four pitches, throw one at the batter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a bunch of now the rest of them are basically about clocks, putting yeah. in clocks on in between pitches, in between innings, and for pitching changes. But each of them, including the final rule. Takes up an entire page in a Word doc. Oh god! And I think a lot of it is. I'm just going to show you the bit. Oh my god! Page. That's something called the 20 second rule. And uh, basically, to, to our, our, our listeners at home, I should describe this page. There's no paragraph breaks on it. It's just a solid block of text. And baseball players have to memorize this. Oh yeah! Probably quiz each other on it. It takes them several pages to introduce clock rules because this sport marks time without. And so introducing clocks is a new and scary proposition. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, this the, the, another one of their la- final rules uh, aimed specifically at the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees called get the bat off your shoulder and fucking swing. You know, this is a rule I can really get behind. Yeah. Joining us now on the podcast is our favorite guest, 
Chris Humphrey. Well, thank you for calling me your favorite guest. Jordan. You are a favorite guest. Oh, you guys are too nice to me. To the show. Yeah, absolutely. You, you guys are too nice. And yeah, Chris Humphrey's here, and I'm still continuing my quest. What? What's your quest now? My quest is to uh, make sure everybody knows the greatest and funniest entertainment that's on television right now. Yeah. And I got the poop on the fall TV lineup. Hey, hey. Right. That's what I have. So this is now you're doing more entertainment. I'm full of poop tonight. <laughs> There's so much fall TV that I'm just overflowing with poop. For a while you were into, I feel like you, you did commercials for us. You kind of talked about it. And then, then you oh, started talking. Oh, there's so many commercials in the fall TV lineup. <laughs> well, Do you want to hear about those instead? I got the poop. No, no, I'm just, I'm just tracking this for everyone. You, It was commercials, then it became celebrity gossip. Yeah. And now you're just previewing the fall. That's because it's all funny. Okay. It's all just comedy. Okay. Jordan Life is nothing but a series of comedies. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah, except for this fall season. This is dramatic. <laughs> well, wait, I thought... Well, everything except for this fall season. Oh, well, so why don't you tell us? It's about forty percent dramatic and about sixty percent hilarious. <laughs> that's that's still a pretty high it's number. Not bad. It's a good percentage. I've yeah. been taking a statistics class. Yeah. The community annex. How do you like that versus fractions? Oh, it's very hard. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Only one has a sign. Chris, why don't you why don't you kick off the old. The old TV shows. What do we got here? All right. You just want to get enough yeah, of the foreplay. Let's have right some in. fun. Let's get to the poop. All right. Thank you for calling it poop. Usually you're averse to that. Yeah, I, I do. I, don't I appreciate like you jumping on board. Finally, you're on the yeah. Chris Humphreys train all the way to Funnyville. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. The first show that I'm going to be talking about tonight is A to Z. Okay. It's a show about two people who are in love, but they don't quite get along. Oh, no. Yeah, but you know they're going to end up together or else the series would end. Yeah. Okay. If it gets canceled after four episodes, they'll probably rush it. <laughs> they'll probably rush it and just get married right away. Yeah. Then the divorce will probably happen really quickly. Yeah. Because two people who meet and then get married quickly, they generally don't have long-lasting relationships. Oh, well, what makes you say that, Chris? Well, yeah. because I personally experienced <laughs> oh, it with Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's right. It's not an issue we should probably bring right. No, yeah, I'm still unmarried, like and she got married in a very popular fashion. Yeah, it was a, it was a whole big deal. Why yeah, he's a, little a little dick. Nicer, yeah. yeah, it was a nice wedding, wasn't it? Yeah. It was somebody missing. <laughs> a man. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I threw down the gauntlet. Now I'm depressed again. All right, well, what's another show? What's another all right, show that might all right. you up? We're going to, you know what? We're going to do a really fun show now. It's called The Flash. Oh, boy, CW. Yeah, it's on the CW, which is programming for men in their 30s. Wait, like, like the, me. The superhero? Well, no, no, no. Yep. CW is really more like a young viewer program. Yes, and people who are young at heart. <laughs> yes. That's what their branding should be. The Flash is about someone who's super fast. Yeah. He's an athlete. Like you. Like me. Only he doesn't play real sports. He runs. <laughs> That's not a real sport. Isn't that right, Joel? Nah, I mean... No, it's not a real sport. Because <laughs> he has superpowers. It's like he took steroids. Okay. In the form of a lightning bolt. But his superpower is speed, right? Yeah, but if you don't consider that enhancement drugs, getting hit by a lightning bolt and then taking on the... Running at the speed of light? That's illegal. Isn't he really just a version of Superman without most of Superman's powers? Yeah, that's what makes him interesting. Superman's boring sometimes. Yeah, that's true. He always yeah. has to be like, oh, there's green stuff. That's every plot. Yeah. That's yeah. not fun. Wow. Or funny. I don't super like Superman anymore. This is a surprisingly cogent takedown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I got the poop on Superman if you guys want to do that segment next week. Nope, nope. Uh, I think let's, let's, let's take let's this one, TV one at a time. Speaking of DC superheroes, this fall... Brings you Gotham 
It's about Batman, only he's not Batman. He's a child. Oh. It's Batman without Batman, like Garfield minus Garfield, which is hilarious. Garfield minus Garfield is one of It doesn't have Garfield in it. No. Just like this one doesn't have Batman in it, which is why this one's hilarious. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a hilarious? laugh riot. Yeah, yeah, every single time they're like, hey, there's Catwoman. Who's going to fight it? I don't know, just this guy named Gordon. <laughs> Not even a commissioner. No, what does he do? Is he like the, the class president? No, he's the he's the detective at this point. Oh, he's he's grown up. Yeah, well, uh, he's grown up, but he's still a baby in the to the world. Okay, he's still trying to figure out what it means to fight bad guys, and he doesn't understand. And then he talks to Kid Bruce Wayne, and Kid Bruce Wayne is like, oh, "My parents died." Same old story with that guy. Same old story. I know what it's like to be abandoned he's too. He's really fixated on that. I know what it's like to be abandoned. Yeah, yeah, you do. You yeah, do. I do. It's sad. Speaking of hilarious. Jane the Virgin. Yeah, also the CW. CW. Oh my gosh, this is about a girl who's never had sex. Yeah, you can tell from the title. Yeah, I've known very few of those because my ex-wife is a whore. Right, right. But Jane the Virgin is hilarious because she's like, what do I do? It's like, you have to figure that out for yourself, girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. you got to get the poop on your own life. Figure it out. Have some fun while you're young. You've got to get things the... get complicated once you start having to get into real relationships. You've got to or get... fake relationships you thought were real relationships. Those are hard too. Jane's got to get the poop in her vagina. Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> that was off color even for you, Joel. That was way off color. Speaking of off color, there's a sad show. Oh. Well, who would watch a sad show? Why would they put that on television? Yeah. Well, I did because I'm a journalist. Okay. Journalist yeah. first. Athlete 1.5. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's called Red Band Society. All right. It's about yeah. kids, and they're they live in a hospital for a long time because they're not well. It's like Breakfast Club, but at a hospital. But you know what the twist is? What? It's also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's also hilarious because they're like, I've got cancer, but I don't act like it. Shit's fun. Okay. That's what they say. They're like, let's have wheelchair races and high five each other. I feel like people at the hospital could do that who don't have cancer. They could, but not in this show. Because in this show, it's from Amblin Entertainment. The people who brought you E.T. That was sad too, but also very funny because they have Reese's Pieces. I didn't even realize Amblin Entertainment was still a thing. Oh, it is. I thought it had long since been absorbed into uh, other Spielbergian... DreamWorks SKG? Right. It would seem so, wouldn't it? Jeffrey Katzenberg owns everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna finish it up. Next? On, What's next? I'm gonna finish it up with possibly the best show that has ever been created, known to man ever. Oh wow! It's called. It's a Fox show called Utopia. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is great. This have is... you ever seen the movie Biodome? Sure have. It reminds me of Biodome, only without Pauly Shore getting in the way. <laughs> you got in the way of bi- your your enjoyment of Biodome? No, nah, he was also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it because I was trying to be provocative because that's how TMZ gets all the ratings. No. Oh. Yeah, Utopia is about people who like, you know what? The world is difficult, so I'm going to make my own world that's easier. And then they make it more difficult by having sex with each other all the time. Oh. Yeah. All they do is say, hey, you know what? I want a long-lasting relationship, so I'm going to date this girl. And then she's like, I'm just in it for the stardom. And I'm because I'm on television. And they're like, but I really care about you. This is meaningful to me. And they're like, nah, moving on to the next guy. Ooh, this guy cuts wood well. Oh, I'm going to get with him. And then they're like, really oh, look, there's a home, beach Chris. inside of here. Chris, I know all about beaches. Sometimes you can like... have fun on beaches, but not all the time. Because sometimes in hindsight, you look back at the beach and you're like, that was sad in hindsight. 
Why would they do that? It's okay, Chris. But they show those flow commercials in between <laughs> with Progressive, and she's like, I just live inside of an all-white room and talk about insurance all day. It's like, what are your dreams, Flo? It doesn't matter. You're hilarious. Well, while, while we have you, uh, big celebrity news story we didn't have you on for. Oh, I'm ill-prepared. Yeah, the, the fappening, a whole bunch of celebrities who were sending nude pictures of themselves to their significant others yeah. had them released. Uh, celebrities like Jennifer Lawrence... Uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, shit, I'm you so You know sorry. what I'm most I mad really, about that? I shouldn't have brought that up. I didn't get a hashtag photo credit for any of those. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Never going to be a professional photographer, but I don't want to anyways because I got the poop on Hollywood. Thank you very Thanks much, Chris. It's good on, to be Chris. here. Always a joy. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia... But not fun. Brought to you by... Ritz Crackers. Square box. <laughs> wow. Not a lot there. Not a lot, it's not a lot not, there. It's also not a square box. That looks square on the front. It's rectangular. This is the MLB postseason edition of Verifiable True Facts. Okay, here we go. This is the postseason where Don Mattingly makes the decision that finally allows the Dodgers to fire him for being a terrible manager who has been given... <laughs> The most talented roster in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, shave those sideburns. Rocktober! <laughs> the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees... Never mind. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Some Orioles fans are calling this postseason Bucktober after their manager. Mm. Justin Verlander calls every night of his life Fucktober. Yeah. Ah, he likes the ladies. St. Louis Cardinals are one of the best-run franchises in baseball, but their biggest achievement this postseason will probably be getting Don Mattingly fired. Oh! Save those sideburns. <laughs> the Oakland A's are a team you can never count out in October, but that's only if they've been counted in in the first place. Yeah. Way to make it to September 30th, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Best team in baseball in July. Don yeah. Mattingly will know the exact moment after he's made the decision that it will be the one that gets him fired. Right. It's probably going to involve pinch running for Adrian Gonzalez in the seventh inning in a tight game. Yep. Or pulling Clayton Kershaw. Also possible. The San Francisco Giants' Game 1 starter is Jake Peavy. The Giants' Game 2 starter is Tim Hudson. Their Game 3 starter will be Jamie Moyer. <laughs> Are you kidding just, just, just oh, <laughs> I don't know any of those people, so I was like, "Is this a bear?" Is, it went, is, it went old, older, oldest. Yeah, that was that joke. This is not the hilarious comedian uh, Jamie Moore. I was gonna say on TV Land on that one show. Yeah, no, yeah. this is. Uh, Sharp-eyed viewers will be able to track Don Mattingly having the realization that he's just made the mistake that will get him fired when his face goes from aloof to aloofier. Yeah. Do you know what his face can also go to? What? Shaving those sideburns. <laughs> Shave those sideburns. The Kansas City Royals will take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Royals haven't made the postseason since 1985 when Angels first baseman Albert Pujols was just in his first season of double A. It's a joke about his age. Nice. The Washington Nationals are favorites to win the World Series, have the best rotation in baseball, and recently bolstered their bullpen with the addition of free agent left-handed reliever Eric Holder. Whoa. Well. In town anyway. Yeah. So, one, you know, it was one metro stop over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but not fun. 
Brought to you by Ritz Crackers in the store where you buy you buy it. You just buy just get Ritz Crackers. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman. Who do we got this week, Phil? This week's Weird Sportsman, Howard Hill. Oh, I totally know who that is. No, you don't. I do not know who Howard Hill is. I don't know who that is. Or was. You're full of gum. (laughs) All right. I actually don't chew gum. Uh, Howard Hill, born November 13th, 1899, just made it in under the wire, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, died February 4th, 1975 in the swinging 70s. He would never let people forget, you know, I was born in the 19th century, so So listen to me. Uh, He's dead, that's sad. Uh, He was an archer who was unofficially referred to as the world's greatest archer. Like ever? It seems like you can only be unofficially those things when yeah, you refer yeah. to those things it's never official how do you be, you know what i mean unless you had a bill and ted's excellent adventure style yeah. uh phone booth where you can you know go backwards and forwards then get all the greatest archers together and then have them in a tournament here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna say no it's it's the it's the battle experience that really decides it was this guy like shooting shooting like you know knights with his his bow and arrow because if not then i have trouble believing he was the best even nazis would be great yeah if he, well he might have <laughs> he was the best archer in world war ii he was yeah. in his 40s in world war ii just Ooh, like fired he was a sword. sniper okay there's the movie there's yeah. the movie of <laughs> howard hill's life let's hear how it goes we're we're, we're building up to him shooting uh, like 13 ss members oh. in the battle of the Bulge. Oh, yeah well first of all he's the only person to win 196 archery field tournaments in succession. Right. A lot of people have won 196. Not so many in succession. Right. That's an incredible number. Uh, he was also a football, baseball, and basketball player at Auburn University. So he was kind of well-rounded. Really? He did all of those. settled on archery. But get this. He was inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in 1971 okay. for his skills in archery. They don't just let anyone in there. <laughs> I, I, I know nothing about the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. It's good possible that they do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he's one of a very few archers in that Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I think uh, the archer wing is much smaller than the NASCAR wing. Yeah. The Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. And presumably the Bear Bryant wing and Bo Jackson wing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here's uh, here's uh, a article, a part of the article I will call... Someone wrote this on Wikipedia. Nobody checked it. <laughs> dedication to archery that's the name of the that so naturally yeah. uh citation needed um <laughs> once howard had read the book the witchery of archery <laughs> by maurice thompson he was hooked <laughs> <laughs> this book was the inspiration for his career as a professional archer a craftsman an author and an actor oh Howard Hill had been a major promoter of archery from the beginning. 
I'm guessing from the beginning of archery, the first time I ever yeah. shot a bow. Especially that which involved the use of a longbow. Mm. Yep, from the beginning. <laughs> Being so dedicated to the sport, he decided to make his own equipment as a master craftsman. Oh. That's impressive. Yep. Many people have heard that Howard Hill is the best archer that ever lived. I don't know how many people have heard that. Before. But they don't know how seriously he took that. Oh. That was the entire article of Dedication to Archer. <laughs> it was I very wishy got past the Wikipedia yeah. checkers as they were... Vigorously defending politicians and uh, football coaches' <laughs> yeah. pages. Absolutely true. Let's move on to the dead Nazis. Okay? Achievements. There we That's go. Where the dead this Nazis has got to be, be where they are. Howard Hill is one of the most decorated archers in target shooting, hunting, and flight archery competitions. He's also a celebrated writer and producer. Wait, how do you fly the plane while you're shooting a bow and arrow? That sounds really difficult. You have to be really good. Like oh. 196 wins in succession. <laughs> yeah. During his career, he produced 23 films about archery for Warner Brothers. <laughs> yep, there was a lot of archery films that happened. 123 archery films? I like films? the Warner Brothers exec that's like, Howard, what have you got for me this time? Well, it's an archery picture. Oh, Howard, <laughs> you're killing me. Uh, he also shot 10 different movies on his own. When you lead with, he also shot, when you're talking about the greatest archer ever. Yeah. And then it's a movie. I was no, he actually... Uh, the, he also shot Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, he actually, with a bow and arrow, <laughs> shot those ten movies. Uh, he was also a technical advisor in far more movies and provided advice to archery, the archery field within movies. But this is the most impressive stat. He also killed over 2,000 animals with his longbow, including an elephant... And those Nazis. And, well, I feel like they're included under <laughs> animals. animals. This, is, yeah. this is his record for killing the elephant. He became the first white man to kill an elephant with a bow and arrow. <laughs> that is, uh, which apparently is, is an dubious, award in itself. Yeah, a dubious record, yeah. And, like, the first white man in the, like, six billionth person. <laughs> but he was the first white man. Yeah. It says it in Wikipedia. It must be true. <laughs> Uh, he had to use four-foot arrows, four-foot-long arrows, while pulling a 172-pound bow to take the mighty beast. Pretty that's impressive. A, that's a big, like, that's, that, I wouldn't be able to do that. Drawing that bow would be incredibly heavy. I want to talk about the difference between black archers and white archers real quick. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about that when they're killing Black killed archers elephants? are just like, I can kill elephants easily. And white archers are like, I'm going to set a record. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a noted horrible stand-up comedian. Uh, in 1928, he set the new world record for furthest flight shot in archery at 391 yards. Oh, that's actually an interesting record right there. Long, that's a long. That's yes. like many football fields. Uh, that uh, that same year, he won his 196 field archery competition in a row. Later in life, in 1959, he was awarded a plaque for his outstanding achievement in archery. That's what you get for being the best archer ever. Yep, you just get a plaque. A plaque. Later in 1971, he was included in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, we already know for which that. he received a certificate. Yeah. Yes, he got a certificate for it. Uh, I'm just going to go really uh, quick through this. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about Byron Ferguson. Byron Ferguson was a traditional bow hunter and trick shot expert, and he could uh, he was able to perfectly split an arrow lengthwise using a modern laminated longbow for the History Channel special Extreme Marchman Marksman. That okay. makes more sense. 
The average archer has a chance to shoot the Robin Hood stunt uh, about one in every 10,000 shots. Byron Ferguson, however, did not split a wooden arrow, but telescoped a modern aluminum arrow into another. The aluminum carbon uh, fiber arrow shafts used by modern archers are more consistent and straighter than wood arrows, making the uh, more consistent shots. This makes Hill's feet truly unique, since he only used cedar arrows to split his arrows. Hill had designed and used specially made aluminum shafts to hunt African elephants for his full-color film Tembo. So, Hill was better. Oh, so just, this was a comparison to a modern archer. Yeah, a modern, modern archer type. was like, I'm the shit, and it's like, not as good. I did it with cedar. Uh, how yeah. many, how and my many... arrow smelled great. Yeah. yeah. How many shots did it take him to do it? I don't know. It doesn't say. Because if it was like 10,000, it would apparently just be like a, a normal. And that brings an end to another Weird Sports Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're bringing back Chris Humphreys to give you our contact information. I have the poop on the contact information. That's right. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That Twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's hard to say. We're going to be tweeting a lot this baseball postseason. That's probably yeah. accurate. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to follow and leave some funny comments because I'll read them and laugh. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search for the sports the number three podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy podnet. You can find us on uh, iTunes by searching sports the number three space podcast. That's sports the number three space podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com, which is a hilarious site. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Yes. Hey, Joel. Do we talk about how Yen Voigt broke the hour record in cycling? Lights off. Weeks ago. (laughs) You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.